Hey everyone, welcome to the Mass Construction Show. With today's guest, Anisha Simpson, Carpenter Apprentice at North Atlantic State's Regional Council of Carpenters. I'm your host, Joe Kelly, and this is the podcast about all things construction in Massachusetts and beyond. In this episode, Anisha and I discuss her career path, the role YouthBuild played in her success and her younger brothers. Anisha is a positive young woman who was inspiring to me, and I look forward to you feeling the same. We have already started talking when I hit record in the beginning of this, so it's a little bit clunky but I don't think it had any effect on the content. Enjoy the show. Hey, Nisha, welcome to the Mass Construction Show. And then... Thank you for welcoming me. How <laughs> awesome. Good. I'm doing really well. It's, uh, it was exciting to just hear Brian tell me about everything that's happening here. It's, 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 it's wild. And I, I, I kind of pushed him to give me a little math. Mm-hmm. And just the idea of the fact that this program probably puts a hundred people a year into some form of employment, whether it's an internship through the designery or into the building trades or whatever that is. Right. That's amazing. It really is. Right. Like I've. That's like some people are from life for life. Yeah, I've engaged with like different groups and nonprofits and things like that, and they're happy if they employ get six or seven people jobs right like that's a big thing hey we just got seven people employment and they're thrilled the fact that youth build can get these kind of numbers is fantastic so we were just talking you were in your fourth year of the apprenticeship program yep how much of that is full-time employment how much of it is the associate's degree at Wentworth like the program, so for the Wentworth, pro- so for the Carpenters program, I want to say about 85%, no, 75% of the year we go to, pro- not even probably 75, probably like 90% of the year we're actually in the field working, hands-on, okay. learning with actual journeymen, foremans, taking orders from them, learning their hands-on techniques and all of that stuff. And then four weeks out of the year, they're divided up by three months quarterly, I want to say. And um, they send us to classes. So right now I just took scaffold director or sometimes people will take like drywall pro or mm-hmm. um, what is it? Skill, ah, sorry, finish work. Um, what else? First aid classes, ICRA. I forgot what that acronym is for. But it's something like um, like a certification towards like a, what is it? Like more so first aid AED and all yeah. that crap. Okay. Not crap. Yeah. Wentworth, that's something that I would do after work. So like okay. that would be like a nighttime thing that I do. Nice. And that's probably like two, three days out the out the week, which isn't bad. Yeah. This is actually pretty good. No, I was kind of excited. So before we started recording, you said you lo- you had been doing the doors and hardware and you loved that. Yes, doors and hardware. Oh man. So I started with the company New England Finish Systems, um, I wanna say November two thousand nineteen. And um when I first started I barely knew how to put on a hinge. Now I'm mm-hmm. lifting 200 pound doors and I'm only 100 pounds myself, which is freaking amazing to me because I'm like, oh yeah, I could do this. You guys can't see me. This is awesome. But um, it's pretty cool. It's a really detailed tra- cat, like, craft I love to learn because mm-hmm. it's super detailed, super persistent, super precise that you really have to be on point with and know your stuff and actually pay attention to. Yeah, and then I was saying to me, anytime there was a door and hardware person and they were good at it, they were like the savant that everybody left alone. They got their own room, that they got a lock yes, on it. And everything like, has a label, everything has a, a shelf, a perfect box, it, a, every door has a 
schedule and what it's supposed to get. It's it's amazing. Yeah, and like that's the hardware guru. You go see that person. There might be multiple people working on that crew, mm-hmm. but like that and is... And also that person has every single screw you can possibly think of. It, it, every single screw you can possibly think yep. of. Yep, and they all have some system. And then I was wondering, so in, in because you were like lighting up at the idea of all the nice, neat places for everything... Is your personality like that? Yes. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I am very much, everything has to be in a straight line. If you look at my cart, the way it's all set up, everything has a super little compartment where it all fits. Everything Mm -hmm. is in different shape, but they all fit perfectly (laughs) into a box. Um, But very much OCD. When it comes to like doing our, um, our organizing our hardware room, that I do it in a meticulous way. Like all floors are labeled, all all the um they're on one shelf or either in one column yeah. everything is so precise if, when we line up our carts to put them away everything has to go in a certain line so everybody just can just pull out and go on where you gotta go yeah yeah it's funny it's i think that's really important forget about whether it's construction or not but just about life right like is is what you're doing for your profession is it aligned with kind of who you are as a person right because some people can do things like there are things that I can do and I'm good at them, but it's like you're swimming against the tide because it just doesn't fit your personality. Exactly. I am so if it's something that aligns with how you operate, by all means, do it. Y- yeah. If you can make money from it, that's amazing too. Yeah. <laughs> and like people that listen to the show will know, like I, I am not that person. Right, like I sometimes will share a picture of my desk, and I'll literally, literally write things on the back of envelopes, and be like, "Okay, this is what I have to do." And they'll be like an envelope, and there'll be all this other stuff. I'm like, "Oh, that's the important thing, you know?" This right here. Yeah. Even though there's a to-do list sitting right here. Oh yeah. On this, my on my dash. Yeah. Yeah. This. Uh, no, I have multiple to-do lists, which people think is into, you know where I just start writing things down, and I'm like, "All right, that's my to-do list." But for today, I want to make sure I get these things done, and I have a, It's it's. Like, it's mini to do list. It's like to do list, to do list, mini to do list. This must be today. Yeah, it's, I it's, get you. Yeah, it's chaos, and that's. But it's organized chaos because you understand it. Yes, true. Yeah, yep. Good point. But like that's where I am comfortable, and there's certain things that I am comfortable operating some way. If you told me that I had to do doors and hardware, I'd jump out the window because I'd be like, I, like. There's a there's a very meticulous process to every single thing mm. there is in doors and hardware. Yeah. So I think if you miss a step, you got to undo everything from like 15 to number 30 to get to number 16 to do that right. And then go back and do it all over again. Yeah. Yeah. And you're lucky you found that early, right? Definitely. You know. Super early. Um, I remember there was a guy, Victor, that worked for Component. Um, I don't know how much work Component is. Have you run across Component Assembly Systems? Um, not really. I haven't heard of them. Yeah. They kind of ebb and flow. They're out of D.C., but they do a fair amount of work mm-hmm. in, in Boston. And, yeah, they had Victor, and he was he was the hardware guy, the door and hardware guy. And he just... He was just a guru. Yep. He, he knew it all. But, no, that's great. I, it's like, I, I could just talk about this kind of stuff forever. And, me too, uh, me too. I love doors and hardware. But I, I think it. we're here. That's... See, that says something about you. I love doors and hardware. Do you ever think you'd say that? Uh, yeah. No, I never thought I would say I never thought I would be a carpenter. never thought I would mm. be, this is what I love to do, and this is, what I'm, this is what I'm passionate about. This is what I see myself in for, like, time being. Yeah. So bef- it was funny. Prior to doing this interview, I um, went on your LinkedIn profile, and uh, I sent you an invite, by the way. You can accept oh, it if nice, you ever nice. go in there. <laughs> um, 
you seem like you've always been a pretty hard worker. Yes. Um, so what my life has been about uh, since the age of... So I have two younger brothers. They're mm-hmm. twins. They also did the program here, Malik and Marquise oh, um, Simpson. They... Um, so we're eight years apart, and um, I want to say when I became, when I turned 16, that's when I started actually helping out financially and actually taking care of them. Mm-hmm. So um, my mom's still in the, she was still in the household, but mm-hmm. still she was working two jobs. So of course, big sis has to step in yep. and help and do do homework, take mm-hmm. to appointments and games and all of that type of stuff. So very young, I've learned that I had to help put in. So mm-hmm. that's where I started becoming a hard worker. Yeah, it's funny sometimes. From the outside, when you'd hear some things about youth build, you'd think that they were people that didn't have a job, or like Brian said, sometimes they're people that are on their mom's couch at home and right. not do, you know, and, right. and just wanting to leech off the world and just taking it day by day, nothing yeah. to go for. Yeah, like you're not that no, person. Not that person. And at I think all. it's important because part of the conversation we have with Brian is like, we're serving, the, or um, where I'm not doing anything. But <laughs> youth build is serving, well, lots of people. Yes. Right. Someone like yourself, who I saw multiple jobs, like you know, over two years at Santander, or however you say it, you know, Sorry, yeah. right. And um, I was like, huh. I'm like, this young lady has her act together. She's not like the stereotypical youth build mm-hmm. person, which is like, uh, can't get their life together. Right. And, I still don't have a clue. I'm still kind of naive about everything in the world. Yeah. And things happy go lucky. Youth build will kind of, you know, it'll get me into yeah. shape. It'll, and, it'll fix the world. It'll yeah. fix it all for me. No. Yeah. That, you know, that wasn't you. Mm-hmm. Um, but how did you, um, how did you end up in getting involved with youth build? Um, so before youth build, I was, a massage therapist and that was a pretty cool job but at the same time I realized that that's not something that I could live off of the mm. life that I want the life that I have now is expensive it's so expensive I could never live off of that um, but um, it is a very fun career mm-hmm. but it's very taxing on the body even though this is taxing as well but mm-hmm. actually putting my hands into somebody my body into somebody yeah. else's it's actually way more taxing than this like I hurt more yep. than I do this but, um, and then there's the benefits. There's no benefits in that. So mm. even though I'm making minimum wage at that, making minimum wage and everything, the taxes are super high, super freaking high. Mm. If I, if then, then with that, taxes are super freaking high with tips. Mm-hmm. So there's nothing that I'm making. And then I have to pay yeah. for my own insurance. Yeah. It's a lot. So that was, it was an eye opener because mm. sooner, I think I want to say, Four months into that, actually, after I got licensed and into the job, I found out that I was pregnant. And in the midst that I found that I was pregnant, I ended up in the hospital because I had an ectopic pregnancy. I'm okay to share this. Yeah, yeah. I'm perfectly fine with I mean, if, this if, being on air. Yeah, yeah. I'm I mean, if, if, we're, if we're sharing it, forgive me. I don't know what an atopic. But ectopic pregnancy is when a, um, a pregnancy doesn't make it all the way to the egg. It gets stuck into the fallopian okay. tube and starts to grow there, which is yeah. basically unhealthy for the mother and mm-hmm. the child. Both of them could die if it um, proceeds on, yeah. or just the fetus will die if it abortion is per- uh, processed. So I had to go through that process, and in the midst of that, I'm going through all of these emotions of what would what would my life be if I did become a mother? Mm. I can't suffice off of this, mm-hmm. and then I'm still taking care of my younger brothers, still helping them out in life. Mm. I can't suffice off of this, so something's got to give. Got to try something else. Mm. So yeah, of course, I hit my first ever rock bottom and found out found I tried to do pharmacy tech and 
that was okay, but I'm like, this isn't for me. I don't really mm-hmm. care to learn medicine. I don't, I don't care yeah. to give people drugs. That's not my, my life. Um, yep. So in the midst of that, I was at RCC and I seen a flyer for Youth Build. And I was mm-hmm. like, hmm, I've always liked building stuff in the house. Let me, let me try and see what it's about. And at the time, I had just applied to the electrician's union to see, well, not even to see, to, to see if I can get in there. And um, during that process, I did the interview, I want to say a week before I got into Youth Build. No, did the test a week before I got into Youth Build. Um, so I'm in Youth Build, and I'm like, yeah, I want to be an electrician. I want to be an electrician. This is my life. And cool. So Youth Build's like, all right, so we're going to put you on with our, our um, partnership with the um, partnership electrician company that we have, NH Kelly. And um, so I worked with them for a little bit, and they were very nice people. They were a really good company. Um, but I'm like, this isn't for me. The whole time we're on the job, I'm smelling them cutting the wood, and I'm like, oh, I love the way wood smells. Mm. Oh, they're putting in doors. Oh, this drywall I need to do. I called Greg, uh, can I do the carpenters? And he's like, yeah, just come on, and we'll, we'll get you, get, you um, get your application all set up. And Pulling wire wasn't exciting? <laughs> it was so exciting. It, it wasn't It wasn't at all. It was just pulling wire all day, all day. My hands hurt. They were. I had blisters everywhere, and I'm like, I don't never have this. I'm the most I have is like a splinter with wood but even then I'm wearing gloves all the time so I would never get a splinter but so yeah came into that and um, I want to say a month after I applied to the carpenters I got my letter to do the, um, the interview and from there it was gold Nice. And which now, which program within Youth Build did you end up? I taking? did the pre-apprenticeship program. Pre-apprenticeship. So that was definitely the pipeline to one of those trades. Yes. You thought it was going to be electrical, but then I thought it was going to be electrical, but no. Realized it was. And then come to find out, I even did get into the electricians, and I um, passed it up just to go into the carpenters. That's good for you. Just so people could kind of get an idea about what youth build is. I mean, Brian and I obviously had a long conversation. Most folks will hear that. But what was the difference? And because to, also to me, it seems like it, it may not have been as big of an impact for someone like you who already kind of right. knew where they were going. But um, in what ways was it, did you think it was, it was helpful? I want to say it was helpful in the connections that Youth Build has. Mm-hmm. Um, they do play a lot of hands with the Carpenters Union. Um, Greg Munford, before he retired, he was very good friends with Charles Coldfield, who's a business agent at um, Local 328 of the Carpenters Union. And um, he's the person who got me my first job. Mm-hmm. Chris Col- Charles Coldfield, sorry. Mm-hmm. He got me my first job at um, the Encore Casino. And there is where I learned how to do crown molding and cabinets and panels and mm. oh, that job was freaking amazing. I had so much fun. I spent a year there and it was awesome. It must have been a lot of crown molding. <laughs> it was. I did casino. the entire hotel and I did um, a couple of the restaurants in the casino floor. Yeah. Now, Sinatra they... and um, Rare Steakhouse. And then up in the... In the um... Is it? Uh, it's all hotel, right? There's no like the the tower. That's yeah. all hotel. Yes, and that has was all that wood, 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 yeah, wood crown, all that kind of stuff. So that was your first year, and then my second year is when I first got with um, New England Finish, and that's when I first started doing doors and hardware. Mm. And then I want to say I did probably eight months of that, and then right after that I did framing and drywall. That was also fun too, but it was really freaking cold. 
so cold. There is no walls, no windows, because mm-hmm. you're literally building all the walls and the windows. So talk about bundling. I don't even know how to do it. And yep. to try and work and bundle, doesn't. It's it's hard. It's hard. But that was definitely a job that I learned a lot on. Definitely learned a lot. And hmm. I, I definitely like. I if I don't end up in in doors and hardware, that's something else I would like to switch to. Framing. Drama. Okay, framing drywall. Mm-hmm. Do you like the layout part or do the you like hanging part, in the rock? So. Yeah, I don't like hanging rock. Yeah. That that's too much. I don't think I already pulled has. a shoulder doing it. I'm like, I'm not doing this again. Nope, just stick me on the framing. So that's what I learned to get good at, so I can stay in framing. Yeah, yeah. No, hey, if you can, if if you, that's also. A tremendous amount of knowledge too, right? Like those right. are usually the lead people. They mm-hmm. you have to work with other trades because if you're doing top track and there. layout and so sleeving, being and, a small person is um is where I come in handy a lot. <laughs> so um, duck duck guys and them hanging there, their um their vents and all of that stuff and pipe fitters and them. So whenever it comes to me having to break down walls or, or cut do down tops. into the ceilings <laughs> or move studs over, I'm that person because I'm tiny and I can fit through all of that. There you go. So that's where I come in and I You're going to be employed too. forever. You know, yes. doors and hardware and you can fit into any kind of space you need. Yes. <laughs> that's phenomenal. Pretty awesome. So where do you, where do you see yourself um, going from here? Um, from here, um, so I give myself a 10 year plan. Um, after I journey out, I want to give myself at least 10 years in the field mm-hmm. of actually hands on learning how to run jobs and actually knowing what happens and all the, the tells and the, the, all everything that goes on in jobs before I actually do become a project manager. That's okay. my end goal. That's where I want to spend probably actually running jobs and actually how they flow and all of that. It's a great path, with that too. knowledge, with the hands-on knowledge, then I'll be able to actually master being a project manager. Yeah. So that's one thing I'm realizing now. Working with these project managers, they're fresh out of out of college, no hands-on experience, and they're mm-hmm. like, "Yeah, just put that up." And I'm like, "But a, a drill can't fit between yeah. that and that. So how do you want me to do that?" And they're like, "But it'll work. It says it here. But try it. Yeah, it doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. Without the hands-on experience, I would be able to say, okay, yeah, this is not going to be executed. Rather than wasting time and money to put the materials up there, execute it a whole different way. Say this is not going to work. Go straight to the architect. Bang yep, it out. Redesign something. Yeah. Right. No, I even think the project management track right out of school is hard. Because Forget if you didn't work with the tools, but even not having been on site, at least try and be like an assistant super. At least you're out there and you can see. I remember I was on one job and there was a senior PM and they just didn't even understand how like a coring rig worked. And they were like a senior mechanical PM. And I remember having a conversation with them being like, okay, this person, I was young at the time, early 20s. And I'm like, this person's like 48 years old as a senior PM and doesn't know how like he must never have been out here right you know and, and like, that's it and that right there is one thing too because it's like if you don't know how these things work what happens if you're in the wrong place at the wrong time and boom something comes down on you mm-hmm. because you don't know how it works you're supposed to be this person yep no now do you think you'd like to um so is the wentworth or the associate's degree piece is that part of youth build or is that part of the apprenticeship program that's part of the carpenters carpenters program yeah so will you end up with what an associates it's a two-year program um, you think with you said? two year i'll be end up with associates but i do plan to continue on with the bachelor's and master's okay 
that's what I was wondering. Along there, but okay. we'll figure it out when that comes along. Yeah. Because no, I mean, being out the associates. Yeah. Could be in the driver's seat. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, I appreciate you coming down. I think um, it's one thing to have Brian say what the program is and does, but I think it's something else to um, to hear from someone that's gone through the program and mm-hmm. has been a success. Uh, so congratulations. That's pretty great. Thank you. Um, thank you. Is there anything else I think you, that you might want people to know about YouthBuild? Don't um, feel like you have to, but was, was there any one thing that ended up you felt like was really impactful, whether it was for you or your brothers even, having them been gone through the program? Um, one thing that's been impactful, I want to say the help. Definitely the help, um, mm-hmm. the continued help I've always received through Youth Build, even throughout the years of not even being an apprentice, pre-apprenticeship anymore, has been amazing. Definitely gone endless. The um, they've actually helped paying for school, and wow. that's one thing that I can really. It's amazing because now that I'm in the Carpenters Union, my first year I was able to pay for school, and um, because of financial aid, mm-hmm. and I didn't wasn't making that much, but now that I make more. Because I'm a carpenter, I don't qualify for financial aid, don't qualify for grants. So I'm like, I got to find scholarships. Gotta, And mm-hmm. they're like, you can pay for it out of your pocket. But I'm like, uh, which, <laughs> which part are you talking about? Because um, all of them are empty. So that's one thing I can definitely appreciate Youth Build for. They've definitely helped me out with that. And then, of course, helping my little brothers, helping them figure out where they wanted to go. Yeah. What did they, do you know, have they decided yet where they want uh, to go? They're in carpenters with me. Oh, really? They're in carpenters oh, with me. The whole and family. They, yep, they love it. My mom, she's super proud. She, nice. Every time something comes up that we have to do with Youth Build or they talk about all of us, she gets so happy. That's amazing. Yeah. Wow. And then, and you feel like they they kind of feel the same as you they'll be in for the long haul they really like oh, it yeah. I feel like they, they're they're in this they definitely tried out the college route and they're like yeah this is not for me That's school nice. is okay but school is cool if you want to do school I'm not saying oh, don't yeah. go to school but yeah. they definitely want to go they definitely wanted this route they're like I'd rather because the way I put it to them is I'm getting an education I'm getting paid going to be getting paid 100k a year rather than I'm going to pay 100K, I have 100K in debt (laughs) for an education that I'm not gonna use. I have about 10 friends that have degrees and none of them are using their degrees. Yeah. None of them. I I wish more people would would realize that, you know, and I think a lot of times it's just either society or their parents or whoever pushing them that, mm-hmm. oh, you have to go get this, you have to, you have you to don't go have get that. To. No, you don't have to get that. <laughs> you I don't have to do would, anything, first of all. Then, I wish they wouldn't, uh, I wish they would push more trades back into high schools. So I remember mm-hmm. at a time there was trades in high schools. My mom, she was telling me about this, mm-hmm. that, that there was trades in high schools and, and in middle schools even then too, but they took them out to push college onto people. Yep. And that's basically to put people into that, which is a systematic thing that the politic, politic goes into. I'm not going to get on that. Well, we, you and I will get along real well. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so I wish they would push trades back into school, and that's yeah. one thing that Youthville does have. They help a lot of young people with the trades, mm-hmm. it's opening their minds that it's not just all these big machines, that there is actual hand things that people do in the trades, and it's okay for you women also to yep. do. Yeah, and just, you know, just the basic math of, like, like you said, you could outlay all that money. I'm not saying anything anybody doesn't know, but you could outlay all that money to get a piece of paper. Or you could go into the trades and 
be paid while you're learning and like it's and then even without that learning you can still take your trade with you somewhere else if you don't even want to stay where you're at yeah no i know if you want to go open your own one be a person with a pickup truck and exactly go hang cabinets like you can do that Uh, right i can make my own freaking um law company yeah boom yep there I go. And, <laughs> and to, you opened the door, so I'm going to go on my libertarian rant, which is like, yeah, you like you talk about the politics of it and the system, but everyone complains about college and the cost of college. And, okay, well, as a society, we pushed everybody into that. So you had a flow of people all going. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, okay, well... Not everybody can afford $60,000 a year. Okay, well, we'll give loans and grants and financial aid. Mm-hmm. Well, if I can't afford 50000 but you give me 30000 in aid, right? Now that 50 price tag is attainable, so they'll say, well, we can make it 55 now because they're going to get aid anyway, right? And then that price just keeps going up and up. And then when they say, how come when you look at inflation compared to the cost of college education, College education looks like it's a cliff going up, mm-hmm. and you know a loaf of bread is going up, but not at the pace colleges. Well, it's because we're not giving financial aid for people to buy bread. We're giving financial financial aid for them to go to college. So the price of college just keeps going up, and as the price goes up, and they're hiring more people now, they need more people to go. So we'll, how do we get more people to go to college? And it's just this nasty cycle mm-hmm. of putting people into debt. And false promises. Yes. You know, I think, you know, in the 70s and maybe even 80s or whatever, a college degree was a guaranteed job. Right. It's not a guaranteed job now anymore. it's like, uh, okay, you have that, you're overqualified. Yeah. You know, that's, yeah, or either you're overqualified or that's a high school diploma now. Pretty much. Right? And the part of the reason is uh, just, just how I am, and I'm, I'm going to go off on that. But no, at the same point. time, I, I say it to stress how important youth build is mm-hmm. because you just talked about some of your friends that have all that debt and it's not doing anything for them no why not go to a program like youth build right and and have a path out of this so anisha i'm excited that you've done this i'm excited for you yeah, i am too thank you thank yeah you. i'm excited for your brothers that's that's awesome i'm really excited for them they yeah. they definitely looked up a lot to me growing up so to see that they actually follow into something that i'm passionate about is very touching to me. You guys can talk about it over Thanksgiving yes, dinner. <laughs> it's, it's funny. We definitely do talk about it a lot. It's funny to hear them talk and tell me, oh, oh that, these are the new tools I just bought. Oh, th- I just bought this coat. I just bought one of these. I got the new boots. And it's just so funny to hear them talk about work. That's phenomenal. Awesome. All right. I appreciate you taking the time to do this. I appreciate you getting over here to do it, making the trip just for this. That's great. Thank and you for waiting for me. I definitely did almost forget. My alarm <laughs> didn't go off this morning. No, no worries. And uh, I'm going to keep an eye on and follow how you how this all turns out. So I'm excited. Definitely, definitely. All right. Thanks, Nisha. Thank you. Thank you. So MassCons, what would you think? Anisha was an impressive young woman. I can't imagine seeing anything but success for her in the future. So it was great to hear from Anisha. This is a follow-up to the discussion that we had about Youth Build Boston in the past with Brian. Uh, If there's a way that you as an individual, you as a company could support 
Youth Build Boston, I think that would be fantastic. And please let me know if you do. I would love to hear that our conversations are having an impact in the industry. I appreciate you spending the time to listen. I appreciate you spending the time to rate, like, share, tell a friend about what we're doing here because that continues to make this grow. Uh, Thanks for listening. This is probably the new year now. I recorded this prior, but um, happy new year. Hope 2022 is going to be even a bigger success than 2021. We all just keep trying to get better. That's what this show, even though it's about construction, this this show is really about getting better at what you do, both as a construction professional and as a person. So I say the word appreciate too much, but I struggle to find a different word for how I feel about everybody that listens. Take care. We out. We out. We out.